This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Fox in the Stars of ShiningHalf.com, May 2006. The Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. Edited by D. Lang Purves. This reading is based on the book The Canterbury Tales and Other Poems. The original text contains poems by Chaucer and a lot of notes and explanations by the editor. To view these, please click on the Gutenberg e-text link on the LibriVox catalog page of The Canterbury Tales. The Doctor's Tale The Prologue Yea, let that passe, quoth our host, as now, Sir Doctor of Physic, I pray a you, tell us a tale of some honest matter. It shall be done, if that ye will it hear, said this doctor, and his tale gan anon. Now, good men, quoth he, hearken every one. The Tale There was, as telleth Titus Livius, a knight that called was Virginius, Fulfilled of honor and worthiness, And strong of friendes, and of great richesse. This knight one daughter had a by his wife, No children had he more in all his life. Fair was this maid in excellent beauty, Aboven every white that man may see. For nature had with sovereign diligence Eformed her in so great excellence, as though she would say, Lo, I, nature, thus can I form and paint a creature, when that me list, who can me counterfeit? Pygmalion, not though he I forge and beat, or grave or paint, for I dare well sayn, Apelles, Zeuxis, should a work in vain, either to grave or paint, or forge or beat, if they presumed me to counterfeit. For he that is the former principal Hath made me his vicar general To form and paint in earthly creatures, Right as me list, and all thing in my cure is, Under the moona that may wane and wax, And for my work right nothing will I ax. My lord and I be full of one accord, I made her to the worship of my lord. So did I all mine other creatures, what color that they have, or what figures. Thus seemeth me that nature would say. This maiden was of age twelve year and tway, in which that nature had a such delight, for right as she can paint a lily white, and red a rose, right with such painture, she painted had this noble creature. Ere she was born, upon her limbs free, whereas by right such colors should it be. And Phoebus dyed had her tresses great, Like to the streamers of his burned heat. And if that excellent was her beauty, A thousandfold more virtuous was she. In her there lacked no condition That is to praise as by discretion. As well in ghost as body chaste was she, For which she flowered in virginity, With all humility and abstinence, with all a temperance and patience, with measure eke of bearing and array. 
Discreet was she in answering alway, Though she were wise as Pallas, dare I sane, Her facond eke full womanly and plain. No counterfeited termes had a she, To seem a wise, but after her degree She spake, and all her wordes more and less, Sounding in virtue and in gentleness. Shamefast she was in maiden's shamefastness, Constant in heart and ever in business, To drive her out of idle sluggardy. Bacchus had of her mouth right no mastery, For wine and slotha do Venus increase, As men in fire will cast in oil and grease. And of her own virtue unconstrained, She had herself full often sick y feigned, For that she would aflee the company, Where likely was to treaten of folly, As is at feasts, at revels, and at dances, That be occasions of dalliances. Such thing is make a children for to be, Too soon a ripe and bold, as men may see, Which is full perilous, and hath been yore, For all too soon a may she learn a lore Of boldness, when that she is a wife. And ye mistresses in your olde life, That lordes daughters have in governance, Take not of my wordes displeasance, Think that ye be set in governings of lordes' daughters only for two things, either for ye have kept your honesty, or else for ye have fallen in frailty, and knowe well enough the olde dance, and have forsaken fully such mischance for evermore. Therefore, for Christ's sake, to teach them virtue, look that ye not slake. A thief of venison that hath forlaughed his likerousness and all his olde craft, can keep a forest best of any man. Now keep them well, for if ye will, ye can. Look well that ye unto no vice assent, lest ye be damned for your wick intent. For whoso doth a traitor is certain, and take a keep of that I shall you sain. Of all a treason's sovereign pestilence is when a white betrayeth innocence. Ye fathers and ye mothers eke also, Though have ye children, be it one or mo, Yours is the charge of all their surveyance, While that they be under your governance. Beware that by example of your living, Or by your negligence in chastising, That they not perish, for I dare well say, If that they do, ye shall it dear obey. Under a shepherd soft and negligent, The wolf hath many a sheep and lamb to rent, Suffice this example now as here, For I must turn again to my matier. This maid, of which I tell my tale express, She kept herself, she needed no mistress, For in her living maidens might read, As in a book, every good word and deed That longeth to a maiden virtuous. She was so prudent and so bounteous, For which the fame outsprang on every side, both of her beauty and her bounty wide, that through the land they praised her each one, that loved virtue save envy alone, that sorry is of other man's weal, and glad is of his sorrow and unheal. The doctor maketh this description. This maiden on a day went in the town, toward a temple with her mother dear, as is of young a maiden's the man Now there was then a justice in that town, 
that governor was of that region, and so befell this judge his iron cast upon this maid, avising her full fast, as she came forth by where this judge stood. Anon his heart a-changed, and his mood. So was he caught with beauty of this maid, and to himself full privily he said, This maiden shall be mine for any man. Anon the fiend into his heart a-ran, and taught him suddenly that he by slight this maiden to his purpose win it might. For certes by no force, nor by no meed, him thought he was not able for to speed. For she was strong of friendes, and eke she, confirmed was in such sovereign bounty, that well he wist he might her never win, as for to make her with her body sin. For which, with great deliberation, he sent after a clerk was in the town, the which he knew for subtle and for bold. This judge unto this clerk his tale told, in secret wise, and made him to assure he should tell it to no creature. And if he did, he should lose his head. And when assented was this cursed red, glad was the judge, and made him great a cheer, and gave him giftes precious and dear. When shapen was all their conspiracy, From point to point how that his lechery Performed should be full subtly, As ye shall hear it after openly, Home went this clerk, that hight a Claudius. This false a judge, that hight a Appius, So was his name a, for it is no fable, But known for a storial thing notable, The sentence of its sooth is out of doubt. This false judge went now fast about, To hasten his delight all that he may, And so befell, soon after, on a day, This false judge, as telleth us the story, As he was wont, sat in his consistory, And gave his dumas upon sundry case. This false clerk came forth a full great pace, And said a lord, if that it be your will, As do me right upon this piteous bill, in which I plain upon Virginius, and if that he will say it is not thus, I will it prove and find a good witness. That sooth is what my billow will express. The judge answered, Of this in his absence I may not give definitive sentence. Let do him call, and I will gladly hear. Thou shalt have all a right and no wrong here. Virginius came to weet the judge's will, and right anon was read this cursed bill. The sentence of it was, as ye shall hear, To you, my lord, Sir Appius, so clear, sheweth your poor servant Claudius, how that a knight called Virginius, against the law, against all equity, holdeth express against the will of me, my servant, which that is my thrall by right, which from my house was stolen on a night, while that she was full young, I will it prieve, by witness, Lord, so that it you not grieve, she is his daughter not, what so he say. Therefore to you, my lord the judge, I pray, yield me my thrall, if that it be your will. Lo, this was all the sentence of the bill. Virginius Gan upon the clerk behold, but hastily, ere he his tale told, and would have proved it as should a knight, 
and eke by witnessing of many a wight that all was false that said his adversary this cursed judge would no longer tarry nor hear a word more of virginius but gave his judgment and said thus i deem anon this clerk his servant have thou shalt no longer in thy house her save go bring her forth and put her in our ward the clerk shall have his thrall thus i award and when this worthy knight virginius through sentence of this justice appius must uh, by force his dear daughter give unto the judge in lechery to live he went him home and sat him in his hall and let anon his dear daughter call and with a face as dead as ashes cold upon her humble face he gan behold with father's pity sticking through his heart all would he from his purpose not convert daughter quoth he virginia by name there be two ways either death or shame that thou must suffer alas that i was bore for never thou deservedest wherefore to dien with a sword or with a knife o dear daughter ender of my life whom i have fostered up with such pleasance that thou were ne'er out of my remembrance o daughter which that art my last a woe and in this life my last a joy also o gem of chastity in patience take thou thy death for this is my sentence for love and not for hate thou must be dead my piteous hand must smite off thine head alas that ever appius thee say thus hath he falsely judged thee to-day and told her all the case as ye before have heard it needeth not to tell it more o mercy dear father quoth the maid and with that word she both her armes laid about his neck as she was wont to do the tears burst out of her eyen too and said o good a father shall i die is there no grace is there no remedy no certes dear a daughter mine quoth he then give me leisure father mine quoth she my death for to complain a little space for pardie jephtha gave his daughter grace for to complain ere he her slew alas and god it wot nothing was her trespass but for she ran her father first to see to welcome him with great solemnity and with that word she fell a swoon anon and after when her swooning was y gone she rose up and unto her father said blessed be god that i shall die a maid give me my death ere that i have a shame do with your child your will in god's name and with that word she prayed him full oft that with his sword he would smite her soft and with that word a swoon again she fell her father with full sorrowful heart and fell her head off smote and by the top it hent and to the judge he went it to present as he sat yet in doom in consistory and when the judge it saw as saith the story he bade to take him and to hang him fast but right anon a thousand people in thrast to save the knight for ruth and for pity for no one was the false iniquity the people anon had suspect in this thing by manner of the clerk's challenging that it was by the scent of appius they wist a well that he was lecherous 
For which unto this Appius they gone, And cast him in a prison right anon, Whereas he slew himself, and Claudius, That servant was unto this Appius, Was doomed for to hang upon a tree, But that Virginius of his pity, So prayed for him that he was exiled, And Ella's certes had he been beguiled. The remnant were hanged more and less, That were consenting to this cursedness. Here man may see how sin hath his merite, Beware, for no man knows how God will smite, In no degree, nor in which manner wise, The worm of conscientia may agrise, Of wicked life, though it so privy be, That no man knows thereof save God and he. For be he lewd man, or Ella's leered, he knows not how soon he shall be afeard. Therefore I read a you this counsel take, Forsake a sin, ere sin a you forsake. End of the Doctor's Tale